0: Arizona Sports goes local. It's Arizona Sports Saturday, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: It is Arizona Sports Saturday. Steve Zinsmeister, Mitch Vereldis with you. Let's run down quickly the environment that we're living in right now. Yesterday, we learned three key pieces of information from reporting from John Gambadoro here on our station. Number one. The Suns have turned their attention to acquiring Kevin Durant from Brooklyn. Number two, Brooklyn does not want DeAndre Ayton. Mm -hmm. And number three, perhaps the only team in the league we know of right now that is interested in DeAndre Ayton on some level is the Utah Jazz. Keep all three of those things in mind for one second while we try to figure out how does Durant end up in Phoenix? That's why we turn to the ESPN NBA insider Bobby Marks. He joins us now on the line. Bobby, thanks so much for the time today, man. How are you?
2: I'm good, guys. How are you? Well, I tell you, my favorite time of the year is when you get to use the touchscreen and explain how all the money gets to move. <laughs> <laughs> it's my
0: favorite time of the year, Bobby. I just hope it works, right? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> like, we go on these, when we pulled out the trade machine touchscreen, uh, not really fond <laughs> but we pulled that out yesterday and uh, we had some fun with it and uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's the build that thing as a month. It takes like four months to build that, uh, the free agent one here, but, uh, we had fun with it. Uh, you know, last, you know, last three, four days here.
1: So knowing everything that we just laid out that, that the Suns want Durant, Brooklyn doesn't want Aiton, maybe Utah wants Aiton. How do we get Durant to Phoenix?
0: Oh, you'd have to do a three-way trade. Certainly. And I think, um, I think it'll be interesting what eventually happens to that roster in, in Utah with um, Conley and Mitchell and guys like that certainly um with Utah clearly rebuilding um the I, I said all along like the, the the what happens with Ben Simmons certainly plays a lot into this um because you know you would love to, to to acquire one of these players that have signed one of these designated rookie contracts there's about 14 or 15 of them you know Devin was one of them before he signed this supermax and you know, he's not eligible to be traded. I don't think they would put him in a deal anyway. Right. Um, and so basically like, so Simmons is like, so you can't go out and get bam out because you have Ben on your roster. You can't have two players that you acquired in a trade. Right. So you just, you're eliminating basically 14 of the top 25 under 25 players here. So you're, so you basically you'd have to engage in a, you know, in a three way trade, um, with Utah as far as if Eaton goes there and, you know, um, what goes to Brooklyn and Durant goes to Phoenix and what else goes to Brooklyn from Phoenix, maybe McHale. Um, So I think that's kind of the way I would see it um, for for a deal happen. I think the Aiton piece is, is, I don't know about not wanting Aiton. I think it's more about, it's it's a humongous challenge because where the Nets are salary, they would basically have to trade Kyrie somewhere and not did not take anything back um, because right now, um, you know, Brooklyn's uh 24 million over the hard cap. The hard cap hasn't been triggered yet, but if you did, let's say eight and in bridges, well, the hard cap triggers cause it's a sign and trade and then you would exceed it. And that's not allowable here. So that's, I think that's more of has to do, with, somewhat has to do with finances. Certainly eight and a big number presents a little bit of a challenge for Brooklyn, but I think that there's a, there's a workable solution. I just don't think it's cut and dried. Like, yeah, you know, when, when um you know, when we heard the news, I guess what was that? when was it Thursday? I think it I was Thursday. Thursday right? Yeah. Um we you know, all of a sudden you think, All right, everyone, all twenty nine teams are gonna put up their best packages in here and, and you just go through like you go through the process of elimination. For one thing, there's only eleven teams that have all their first round picks. Okay? So we eliminate um, you know, some of these other teams. Milwaukee, for example, have traded out. And then you just go by, You go through the list, whether it be Phoenix or New Orleans or Toronto. Miami's challenged because of Adebayo and what they have to trade. Um, and I, I can see this playing out. You know, I really can. I don't think they're. I don't think Brooklyn's on a timeline where they, you know, or they put all their their best offers on the board, and then by tomorrow night at midnight, they have to choose one here.
2: What are the chances you say that the Suns are able to hold on to Mikhail Bridges when it's all said and done? Unlikely. Unlikely. Why?
0: Yeah. Cuz if I'm Brooklyn, I don't draft picks don't mean anything for me. You know, 2004 first round picks doesn't mean anything for me. You know, that are going to be in the 20s. You know, I don't want I don't want salary filler. You know, I don't want Jay Crowder and Landry shamed and you know, Cam Johnson's a nice player, but I want a you know, I want I want a blue chip prospect here. So you I mean, th- I think certainly if it's What's that?
2: I was gonna say, so you think that Brooklyn is in the mindset that regardless of what happens, they want to remain competitive as opposed to going yeah. like the Utah or Houston route? Okay.
0: I, I think remain competitive but not taking back Anthony Davis, Jimmy right. Butler. You know, like that, DeMar DeRozan, let's say. Like like it's almost like what um Oklahoma City did when they took back Shea Gilly. You get you get one really good young player, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get everything else that comes with it as far as the draft picks here. So I think for, you know, certainly McHale would be, you know, you'd have to circle him there because I don't see anybody else, you know, certainly out of, you know, not Chris and certainly not Devin. Uh, We talked to Eaton, um, you you know, as far as, you know, the rest of the roster there. What, uh, we're talking with Bobby
1: Marks, by the way, ESPN NBA Insider. He knows all the numbers and how they all work. Uh, Will we see a Kyrie Irving move before we see anything happen with Durant?
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, if you had asked me that two days ago, I said, "Yeah, I would have said, um, no. We need to see, um, we need to see Durant trade first because then we could see what the roster is going to look like because that might determine what the way you take back in the Kyrie deal. Do you want long term salary?" I think you would be, and I my, my thought process has changed. I don't know if it's just because I'm lacking sleep and i thinking differently. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, I think, I would say, if you ask me right now, I would say you would probably see a Kyrie move before you would see Durant. Now you're going to ask, well, where is, where is that? And I'm thinking, like, I don't think it's the Lakers, guys. I really don't. The cost of it for Brooklyn is astronomical. So, basically, if you did a Westbrook in um Kyrie swap, maybe Westbrook goes somewhere else. Let's just say for one for one. It would cost the Nets an additional $70 million this year in a luxury tax. Oh, jeez. Plus the best part is that Irving's got a trade bonus in his contract. So <laughs> a guy that doesn't want to be there and we're going to give you five and a half million dollars. So you can go pay it, play with your buddy in LA. I don't know how much that will, you know, with, with ownership. So, but then it's like, well, what do you do? I mean, his trade value is not good, right? Right. in contract. We, we know the history. So are you just looking for role players? I think that's what Brooklyn would have to do. And do you want to take back guys on, you know, that have some length on their contract? Do you want Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, for example, right? Like, so it's mm-hmm. like scenarios like that. So, um, but I do think, I think it's, um, you know, I think Brooklyn would probably take whatever is offered to them for Kyrie Irving, except maybe a a Westbrook that would cost them, you know, so much money there.
2: I want to turn the attention to DeAndre Ayton for a second, because based off Gamble's report yesterday, it sounds like Utah would entertain the idea of a sign and trade. But to what you just said, it sounds like Utah is not willing to, you know, fork over max money to get DeAndre Ayton. So now that we are getting this information out, what is more likely a realistic number for Ayton at this point in negotiating processes?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the center position. Unless you're Jokic and, and um and, Bede, and yeah, I guess we could put Gobert up there. It's it's not a it's not paid at a premium. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, thirty one, thirty two million dollars. I mean, you see, I mean, he's not DeAndre's not Nurkic, but you know, centers are getting sixteen, seventeen million. So he probably would be in the mid twenty five to twenty six million dollar range, maybe a little bit less. Um, so I think it's 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 interesting just because you know I think he's I I believe he is a max player, but at the end of the day, the market dictates what your salary is going to be, right? So yeah. when you look at whether it be Phoenix that maybe looks at it him not other than thirty one million dollar player, and then what else is out there? You know, outside of certainly we we you know we know about Indiana here. I don't know about char. I mean, uh, San Antonio. Um, but it's not a year where there's seven or eight teams with cap space, and all of a sudden he had six meetings, right? It's just, you know, you basically have to work on a sign-and-trade. And that's, you know, that's challenging um, when it comes to now you've got the Durant factor in here. I will say this, though. I think if Aiton eventually signed an offer sheet with, um, with uh, Indiana and let's say it's matched or you, there's a sign-and-trade, I don't think that eliminates Phoenix at all from Durant at all. So I would say for people listening, like, don't think like all of a sudden if Aiton is gone, then we're out for Durant. I would, I would definitely rule. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Um, you know, that's I would eliminate that process.
1: And in that scenario, you're saying that the Suns would let him walk, or they would have
0: to match the restricted offer? They would have to match. In that case, I don't think you could just let him walk, right? No, I mean, that would no. be not good. <laughs> not it, good
2: it's, at all. Yeah. it would go against everything that we've heard that the Suns would want yeah, to do. If they I,
0: You would basically match, and then hopefully six months or a year from now, he's got trade value. I think he will um, and then you, you you flip them in a, in a deal um, down the road now you i mean the the goal would be is that you would want to just work out a sign and trade with Indiana whether it be Miles Turner and some fillers um you know Turner's on an expiring here and then at least you have something you know something for him
2: I want to ask you one more before we let you go, Bobby, because sure. you need sleep and we we all know it. Um,
0: no, I got to do Sports Center at 3.30 and I just got a request for the midnight show. I'm oh, like, oh, jeez, God, me back. No. I want to leave. I want to go back to my hotel. <laughs> we'll, do-
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get an IV of coffee or something to help keep uh, you awake. Yeah. But I yeah. have kind of a philosophical question for you. So when yeah. we see yeah. these super teams come together, yeah. more often than not, or sometimes or not, it collapses. It It self-destructs. Yep. What? If the Suns pull off this deal to get Durant, how do they avoid getting into that pitfall, or is it just completely unavoidable altogether? You got leaders.
0: That's how you avoid it. You got leaders. Your coach is a leader, right? Yeah. Strong individual. Chris is a leader. Booker is a leader. Quiet leader, right? Brooklyn didn't have that. And I'm not talking about Steve Nash. I'm talking about what their roster is. When you make it do a super team you better make sure that you have one player, at least one player that has been invested in that organization for seven or eight years, was drafted by them, was part of that fabric, knows the ins and outs, is, is cares about the organization compared to three individuals with Harden, Durant, and Irving. Um, and it had three different agendas. I mean, Kevin's a heck of a basketball player and he's a good locker room guy. So I, he's not Kyrie and he's not Harden. But have three different personalities, and you know, and are not in that leadership mode like Dwayne Wade was in Miami, Paul Pierce was in Boston to kind of keep things together. So it wouldn't concern me if if Durant got to um, the Phoenix, and now you got Chris, and you got Devin, and, and you know, how does it fit in? You know, it's it's because I think those guys have, in certainly you know, so Monty and James, those guys have strong leadership skills to keep that thing together.
1: Bobby Marks, uh, thanks so much, man, for helping us uh, figure out the math, giving us some of your insights. We appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: All right. We'll talk to you soon. That's Bobby Marks, NBA insider for ESPN. He joined us on the 72 Sold Sports line. Get your price at 72sold.com. We'll come back after the break. Uh, We'll react a little bit to what we heard from Bobby Marks and dive a little deeper into how do the Phoenix Suns land Kevin Durant. That's next.